0: Bob McCown Podcast brought to you by BetRivers. Download the BetRivers online casino and sportsbook app today. With John Shannon. Well, we are through another trade deadline day. Thank God. And, yeah, and thank God, exactly. And it went about as much as well as we could expect on trade deadline day, considering the fact that teams have been extraordinarily busy over the last three or four weeks. There wasn't a whole lot left to do, and not a whole lot was done today which raises this question in my mind about these shows that are on TSN and Sportsnet. You know, it was more than a decade ago that they started this. I think TSN was the first to do it. Oh, longer they than became, that, Bob, yeah. They became longer and longer and longer. I think they started around 10 o'clock this morning, which isn't really all that long by comparison to other years. But nonetheless, you have to wonder, are, as a television executive, is this worth it? Would you continue to do it or should we expect a shorter trade deadline show or something different next year? I think that that conversation has occurred after every
1: trade deadline for the last eight or nine years, Bob. Can we do it shorter? Can we try to find a way to simplify it? Um, The answer is both shows on both networks make money um and so i don't think there's any appetite to shorten them although sportsnet did go your right to 10 o'clock tsn still did go on at eight o'clock eastern time um but i you know the the thought of having your whole group of people um you know you know a a herd of people at both networks talking about hockey for you know 10 to 12 hours as long as it turns a profit i don't think i don't think it changes you know and and here's the thing bob and I know you didn't do this, and neither did I. I didn't turn the TV on and watch the whole day. And I don't think people do that, but I do think that they surf and then they come back. And then, you know, at lunchtime, they go back in or watch it online. So it's, it's, it's harmless. But do, in, will, uh, they, what,
0: will they w- have watched less because of what happened be- in the days and weeks before the trade deadline this year? Uh, I mean, a, there were, I think, 18 or 20 deals today. There oh, not 32? not
1: not not that many. No, there were thirty-two have been last year. Yeah, there might have been ten deals today, ten or twelve deals today
0: in total. I think there were more, but nonetheless.
1: Well, uh, I thought I, so. There were. You're right. There were thirty-two last year. So even if there are just half as many, uh, it it still becomes. Is it still, still is, is it still
0: interesting? Yeah. Well,
1: I, well, again, it's 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 for the hardcore guy. The and the other thing is, I I think the NHL. When you, when you, what great free advertising for the national. Well, of course league. they
0: like it. They, cause they do they have Love nothing it. invested in it. And well, it I mean, but it, free publicity it's for them
1: total. And, and I mean, what's happened online, what, what happens everywhere, uh, promoting the game in so many ways, it's fascinating to see. So that for, from that perspective, uh, you know, will it, will it go to 24 hours next year? I don't know, but he, if, if I'm an executive at either place, uh, on Monday morning, I'm sitting down and saying, so did we manage all of this trade stuff properly from the Bull Horvat trade? Because the Horvat trade uh, was, was where it really started. Did we, we were able to manage all that information and all that coverage over that period of time, which was what, the 24th or 25th of January?
0: Well, I'll tell you, I watched for a few minutes here and there. And yeah. the discussions-
1: it's not for you.
0: Well, it's not for me, but it isn't. No, but the discussions were just ridiculously aimless, absurd discussions. Some were they had yeah. really. They had really nothing to talk about, and that's what they talked about—nothing.
1: Well, and that and that becomes the challenge of the networks to try to make sure that there's enough creativity uh, in place to have those discussions. You're right, and that you know it's it's a huge beast, and it's a thankless beast today. And I I I would was you be producing
0: a, would you be producing if you were in charge of it more features?
1: The problem with you have features is you run the risk of you know the what's how important is it to get it first? That becomes the key question. This is this is but what is it what,
0: important, do you think?
1: Oh, I think it is for certain people, yeah. Well, I it's think important
0: it is. it's important in their minds. Yeah, well, I mean, what else is there? I mean, come on. If sports so, that is one minute Later than TSN on a deal, does that matter? Well, I'd rather get it right.
1: Uh, for instance, both jumped into the into the deep end of the pool on the James Van Riemsdyk story going to Detroit. Yeah, and and they both got, and they both went too fast, and it didn't happen. Yeah, so that's that's the key: is do you want to be right or do you want to be first? And if you want to be first, then you don't want to be on tape a lot of a lot of features, a lot of content. What you want to be able to do is be nimble, be flexible, uh, and create compelling content at the same time, and that's difficult. And that really that really is difficult, well, which is why both networks went the way they did. Bruce Boudreau on one, telling some good stories, and Paul Bissonnette on the other, telling some interesting stories.
0: Not good, just interesting?
1: Interesting. <laughs>
0: Well, Mike Zeisberger is kind of an independent and not a TV guy. He, I assume he has been watching. I'm sure he uh, has. We'll get some sense of what he thinks. Z will join us next when we come back. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the BetRivers Sports and Casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere, and any time. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options. And get ready to feel like a VIP, because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Conex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge. BetRivers.com McCallum and Shannon back with you uh, with Mike Zeisberger now. uh, You know, Shannon and I were talking off the top about, you know, the 8 or 10 or 12 hours that TSN and Sportsnet spend covering the draft. And there was a time when you know there was a, there was there were deals all all over the place, and you really learned a fair bit. Today was not one of those days. <laughs> no. I imagine you, you your draft coverage uh, was basically trade deadline, a, not draft trade deadline. Come on, yeah, trade Mister. deadline,
1: Mister. Come on.
2: Was Bob, the uh, only the only thing I missed today? Yeah, was in your previous life when you had to sit there oh, with that painful look on your face when there are actually trades happening. At the uh, TV show of one of couldn't
0: your have cared less. On. Yeah, they made me. They made me do that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, the first year. <laughs> in the first year, oh, I was he on. Did.
2: There it is. We got to the bottom of it. He did.
0: <laughs> no, no, we. He, you had we. nothing to do with it. Okay, that, that's right. You're right, Bob. <laughs> what, did, what did you have to do with it, Bob? Move on. Move <laughs> on. At least I remember who I was with. Who were you with? Cox and uh, Brunt. Oh, okay.
2: How many trades did you break?
0: No. He put his feet up on the table. I did. I had my feet up on the table. And I was the only guy who didn't wear a tie. I had a leather jacket on. (laughs) On on the set. That drove him crazy, too.
2: Gotta keep
0: the brand going. Oh, They're all nuts. They're all (laughs) a bunch of
1: hooies. All those guys that you're talking about are gone, so don't worry about it. Exactly.
0: They're all gone yeah yeah replaced by dumber guys, <laughs> which I would have said is not possible back in the and, days you have,
2: and now you're having me
0: on no you you're you're a you're a beautiful person. are you kidding?
1: You're kidding um, me. we're gonna actually we're not going to do filler here. We're gonna talk meat and potatoes here, Mike there right. is no
0: meat and potatoes. look at so so tra- the this trade deadline thing is a TV thing for you too, I would gather. Um, how bored were you?
2: Well, I mean, a yes, but B, you know, if you couldn't see this day coming, a, well, of course you could activity, then you know what? You really aren't good at connecting the dots out there because most of the big deals were done ahead of time. Right. And, you know, if I, I think Bob, if you talk to general managers, um, now, this year, partially because, you know, the cap was flat again. You had to find third parties, a.k.a. Chicago and Arizona to take some of the money off you. But Even
1: Montreal.
2: Yeah, that, that made it more difficult to make trades. And when trades were made, they were made ahead of time because you got to find people that are going to do this for you, those third party brokers. So I think we've seen this trend the last few years, John, in the past, and not as much as this year, but more and more, you see teams jumping in in earlier because they say, you know what, if we want a guy, why are we going to wait until somebody else jumps in and takes somebody that we want?
1: Yeah. A couple of things out of that, Mike, first of all, um, I think there's going to be a lot of managers saying it's about time we did this because I'd rather have the guy for 28 games rather than 20 games. Well,
0: of course. Yeah.
1: And and the other thing, and this is something that I I wonder at the manager's meeting if there'll be a complaint, like to have the trade deadline, to have this day on a Friday. Yeah. it's re- I mean, when you look at the way the NHL schedule is constructed, so many games happen on a weekend, and, and there's going to be guys that are traded that won't get to their teams until Monday or Tuesday. So I think that there's going to probably be a pushback to find a way – to make sure that it's earlier in the week i mean there's uh, you know friday night there's five games you know there shouldn't be five games on the on the trade deadline day so i think those are the and those are practice which is one of the practical things i think of when people said well i got to get my deals done early
0: i mean look H- at, historically I mean, has is trade deadline day usually a friday i think no. it's a monday or a tuesday
1: yeah Monday or a Tuesday. Then why the it on you Friday this year? Because be, because it's 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 actually, and I don't have the the real number in front of me, but it's sixty one days before the end of the regular season, and so oh, really? the regular season ends on a certain day, and they just back it up. Oh, I see. So I think that I think the managers, if 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 they're you know strong willed, will bring it up saying, "Listen, this is this is a bad day of the week to have a trade deadline."
2: And here's another thing to your uh, point John about being pragmatic. If you're a Canadian team that trades for a US player, oh. vice versa, you're going to yeah. need a work visa. Well, those hey we we all know government offices aren't open on the weekend.
1: Yeah. And so well that and
2: process f- is only going to start on Monday. In
1: fact, got- in fact, Mike, in fact, Mike, I was I actually brought that up with a friend of mine who is a manager of a team and he said it's worse for the American teams. It, it's tougher to get a US work visa now than it is to get a Canadian work visa. So for instance, Yesipul Yarvi is still in Canada, yeah, waiting to travel to the United States, doesn't have his work visa yet, and is probably not going to arrive in Carolina and Raleigh until Monday. So and those are and those are just practical, pragmatic office issues that you have and it's 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 funny we we started to see a lot more of that stuff when we were during the pandemic talking about trades between the canadian division and the non-canadian division on are you you vaccinated or not vaccinated but those are practical day-to-day issues that every hockey operations group has to deal with
2: well i mean i mean that's 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 from the pragmatic point of view and then Mm -hmm. i think uh, again i go back to i just think that you know let's go back okay guys let's go back to earlier in the week when 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 the uh tampa bay lightning acquired tanner uh from the nashville predators paid what a lot of people thought was a ransom i know there was a a first round pick, John, correct me if I'm wrong, a second round pick and maybe more picks than that. Yeah,
1: a third and a fourth, too. I think, yeah, I think, I think and there's four picks. Yeah.
2: People are looking at Julian Brisbois, by the way, whose team has gone to the final three consecutive years. And by the way, before they won their first cup, he spent a first round pick on Barkley Goudreau as well and Blake Coleman, mm-hmm. um, which people thought was paying too much. But you know, Brisbois said this week to all the critics who said, you know, why are you paying such a King's ransom? He goes, look it, by the t- I have a window with Kucherov, with Stamkos, with players like this. By the time the kid that we d- use that draft pick for is ready to play for us, our window would have closed. And number two, where the Tampa Bay Lightning pick, usually, you know, in the, you know, 26 to 32 range. You know, they've looked at it and how many impact players come out of that area where you're drafting. So because of that, and I think that's something that in Toronto, they've kind of adopted that philosophy too, where they look at their core and say, you know what, we've got to do something now to surround those guys. I just think that maybe those first round picks, and I'm I'm talking about teams that are going to finish in the top five, top 10, so their picks are going to be, again, 25 to 32, somewhere in there. I just don't think they're valued as much as they used to be, John.
1: I think you're right. I mean, I think that's, and I think that's the key. When you saw all of these teams trading picks, first round picks, they would use that same explanation every time that we're going to go to the Stanley Cup final, or we're going to go to the Western Conference final, and we're going to be drafted 29th, or we're going to be drafted 31st. And so we we need that we need the help now we don't need the help 3 years from now
0: well there's also this on the table too and i'm sure general managers think of this if you deal away 10 picks this year whatever they are first seconds thirds etc the chances are you're a pretty good team and somewhere down the road you're going to be trading players and you'll get picks back mm-hmm. yeah so you you, you yep. may you may look at it as uh, as a net zero and then I think a lot of teams over the years remember we
1: used to have Jimmy Rutherford on the on the radio show Bob. and Jim would talk about this all the time because when he was in Pittsburgh, he was never afraid, never oh. afraid to trade a first or a second round pick because he had Malkin Crosby Letang, and to a win with now yeah, that's right and and so. If you, and if you all, it, once you get it, but once you get into that mode, you almost can't alter them. You can't change your mind halfway through or after after a couple of years of saying we're all in, we're all in. Now we've got to back off because we still have our big guys. That becomes the real challenge. You know, well, let me
2: ask you this, John, like did Pitt, did it work for Pittsburgh? Yes. They won two cups. Yeah. Did it, oh, work, no, it, for, did it work for Tampa? they've gone to the final three straight times so it doesn't guarantee you anything but you know i found that a lot of these critics that are saying while well, you're mortgaging your future they're not looking that there is precedent for mm-hmm. this and whether it works or not you know and and uh, even e- even here in Toronto i mean does it guarantee them anything no because i mean the, the east is ridiculously hard now but how long are you gonna have this core for? And and you know, um the only thing I would say is maybe they should have adopted this philosophy a couple of years ago.
1: You don't think they did? I mean, I think you know, it, you know, when you looked at the year they tried to get Nick Felino and Nick Felino well, was that hurt, one that backfired. That one,
2: on I, that one I that one I thought he was the perfect type of player that they needed and he got hurt. So yeah, in that in And they that gave respect, up a first yeah. for
0: him, did they not? Yes, yeah. they did. Yes,
1: they did. But in but, Tampa's done this well. I mean, David Savard went from Columbus to Tampa and helped them win a Stanley Cup, too. They, they, those are the types of things. And look what Boston has done this year. Boston yeah. is ahead of, I think, Boston has 101 points. I think the closest team is, is Carolina. They have 86. So they're 15 points ahead of everybody. And they probably had the most prolific trade deadline of anyone. I mean, which is, you know, you know, and. It, they were and 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 they are much better today than they were ten days ago.
0: And yeah. they acquired. I think they acquired five or six players, right? And gave up two. Gave up two and and some and draft, draft
1: choices. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean the, the yeah. addition. The additions they have made. Uh, when you think when Dimitri Orloff and they're, they're now calling him Dimitri or Bobby Orloff because yeah. of uh, he's, he's scored, he's got three goals in he's, the last. I think he doubled
2: his seasons total in his in his Bruins uh, <laughs> yeah. handful of games. I mean, and
1: then and then to go get Tyler Bertuzzi, who I, I you know nobody will say it, but I think has war, I think he wore out his welcome in Detroit. And Bertuzzi's going to be our, a really solid role player for the Bruins in the bottom six. I mean, the, the, all they've got—it the, was a classic case of the rich getting richer, you know, and playing for today. And and this is a team, Bob, that is going to have a, a real big dilemma in the next couple of years of how you're going to replace, you know, Patrice Bergeron, and how are you going to replace Brad Marchand because they're not getting any younger.
2: They got to win now. They uh, got to win now. You gotta, you I, I agree,
0: group? but but they're going to be guys on that team that they can trade to get draft chip, draft picks back. <laughs> Yep. Like who's got the most draft picks right now? Is Arizona? Maybe I think up there. A- A- Arizona and Columbus Chicago?
1: and Chicago. Yeah, the teams that are tanking crummy. Are, uh, uh, Yeah, have 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 traded up and done done some pretty good things. So uh, how many f- how community. many first
0: rounders have they got? Do you know by any chance? Like Gosh. have they, they got they three?
2: My, I want to say Chicago's got something like 5 in the next 3 years. Does that sound yeah. right to
1: yeah and I think Columbus has uh, might have three as well I mean yeah. you know it's 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 there's they, they've done a good job they know exactly what they are too
0: but and- how do you make how do you make that work that's a lot of young players you first of all you hope are going to be NHLers and then you hope they're impactful NHLs but it's tough to to bring a couple of 20 year olds into the NHL sure. much less four or five. Well, a then, couple of then, years. then what you
1: have to be able to do is do what, you know, Columbus tried to do last year was spend some money on free agents, you know? Yeah. So you got young and you got young guys and you got Johnny Goudreau and Patrick line uh, and, you know, and, and, and quite frankly, and this is something a lot of managers have learned how to do it is try to sell hope. Selling hope is what to, to selling, your fans. Yeah. Selling hope to your fans. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: Well, yeah. the other thing is, and and I think we've seen this trend in the last few years, Bob, is that you almost get juicier trades. Now, not so much this year when you've got the Panarins and the Canes and the O'Reillys moving and Meyer too. But, you know, the last few years, we've seen juicier trades at the draft because yeah. it's only a few days before guys become free agents. And that's when teams know, hey, I can't, I can't re-sign this guy. So that's where, you know... Look, look at Ottawa. They got to the point where they had accrued all these first round draft picks. And at, at some point, you know, that doesn't help you. You've got, you know, Tim Stutzler has developed, well, I'm saying, Patterson yeah. has developed. So then you take those draft picks and you go to Chicago and say, we're taking the next step. So all these draft picks we've got, we're going to put a package together and get to break it back.
3: Mm-hmm. Or like
2: we saw at today. So um, like you said, uh, with you know. Some of these teams might have players that they can trade for draft picks. You also have the other the other side of that is teams that are rebuilding at some point have enough draft picks where they can turn them around and, and trade them for players.
0: I guess that's true too. Although if you're, if you're rebuilding like a Chicago, a Columbus, uh, an Arizona, I mean, they're the three bottom teams. You know, you need more than one or two guys. You need a bunch. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, but but we all but we all know what the end goal
1: is this year, Bob. You know, is well. There's one guy you know. that everybody wants. Well, uh, I don't.
2: I don't think I've ever seen anything like Chicago and Arizona this year. Like, I really don't like when when Chicago traded Hagel last year, mm-hmm. who is still two or three years away from the prime of his career. You're looking at him, going like, "That's one of the guys that you would have thought they would have kept." Yeah, build around the young, the young talent, and they traded away him too. So definitely, if there was ever any doubt that they were going for the scorched earth philosophy, that kind of proved it.
0: Is there any way to prevent that? I've talked about this before, and I haven't. Well,
1: but that's what the draft lottery does, you know. Because I know, but the draft lottery
0: is basically a coin flip. Like okay, play bad, and well, then that, hope.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's you know that that becomes the challenge. I mean, I still remember Mike, you were there. The look on Tim Murray's face when Edmonton and Buffalo yeah. were in the draft lottery, and 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 Tim Murray didn't get Connor McDavid. He got Jack Eichel, and he knew that he didn't get the elite player. He knew that. John, game. what are we?
2: What are we talking about about hockey in Arizona right now? If, if, if Connor McDavid goes there, I'm not saying it would be any different. Connor Bedard? No, McDavid, because they were in that. Oh, that's lottery. right. They were there too.
1: Yeah, they okay. were in that lottery too. Yeah.
2: So yeah. are we debating? I mean, do they have a new arena right now? Do they? Have, who knows? No. Okay. But I got another pretty, question. Okay.
0: Do we want Arizona to be competitive? Like, who cares? I'd rather they be at the bottom. If there's anybody at the bottom, why wouldn't why should, why shouldn't it be Arizona? I mean, they're the worst franchise in the NHL. They got an arena that seats 5,000. Who cares?
1: Well, hopefully that's going to be bad. Hopefully I'm not confident, but hopefully that's going to change. But at the the same time, you know, I I am concerned. I mean, uh, of what's going on in Chicago. Yeah. If they don't get it, if if it's not a it's not a perfect storm this summer for Chicago, it, it becomes a real, real concern, not just for the Blackhawks and their fans, but for the whole league. It it becomes reminiscent of what the Blackhawks were, this giant black hole in the NHL for years and years and years when we were kids. And 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 then when 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 Dale Talon finally took over and started to draft properly. You know that's that's a real concern for me, and I think that has to be a real concern for lots of people at the NHL.
2: Well, it's and and uh, listen, credit to the credit credit to uh, the fan base because that place has been pretty much full all season to watch. Uh, what do they call the Rockford Ice Hogs? Is that yes, the Ron. name of their their <laughs> AHL team? Great name, by the way. Um, but you know, a lot of nights half their roster is, is, you know, a Rockford roster. And those people are still going to come. Well, they came this year to John's point, Bob, how, how many people are going to start coming next year? If, if it's a bad well, summer for the, well, Broncos? I
0: don't know, but here's what I can tell you. The New York Rangers have been crappy for 50 years with one, ex- one year exception, maybe a couple of years where they were pretty good. And they, you know, they weren't bad last year either but they have been a bad hockey team for a lot of years. There's no talk about, you know, oh, God, if the Rangers only won the Stanley Cup, how great the league would be. I mean, are you serious? Are you serious? You, you, don't,
1: you don't think that there's talk like that? <laughs> sure, because the commissioner is in New York. <laughs> of course. And listen, there, there there is real excitement with hockey
0: fans in New York. I don't doubt that, John, but we are talking economic... Uh, yeah. Impact yeah. of a oh, team no, but, being but, bad but, for a long period of time. Rangers have been bad for a long time. Uh, yeah. that, that, that's, they yeah. haven't been they haven't been a Stanley Cup competitor since they won the cup. Well, they well what? they went to the Stanley they they went to the
1: Stanley Cup final in 2012. Was it 2012 that lost? Hey, that's one year. You know. Fourteen. But, I mean, they, I think, John. Okay, I mean, so they they are not as bad as you're pointing them out to be, and that's I think that's one of the frustrations in New York is that they've never they've always gotten to a point where they're good to get to the playoffs, and then they can't finish the deal, and that's what they've done this year is they've tried to finish the deal by going all in with Tarasenko and Kane and and this whole you gang. It, it's I mean? going to be and and they could be out in the first round.
2: Yeah. They were in the Eastern Conference Final last year, but I I, I understand Bob's point that the the basic you know you look at the large body of work, but uh, I mean I mean if you're talking about the New York area, I mean you know people up here in Toronto are, are you know they've known that it's going to be Tampa Toronto for a long time, but that Jersey Rangers series,
1: Oof. well, I like, mean, Carolina, you know Carolina and New Jersey. I mean, the, those three teams are riding, you know, fighting East for those is two is nasty. Teams.
0: Nasty, and I, you're right. And I, and I want to get to that in just a second, but we okay. got to take a break.
3: Okay. Uh, Mike Zeisberger is with us. We'll be back in a moment. When was the last time everyone agreed on what's for dinner? You want Chinese food, they want pizza, and someone is always craving Froyo. Well, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with our default contactless delivery setting. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BobCast23. That's 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BobCast23. Don't forget, that's code BobCast23 for 25% off of your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. But
0: Colin and Shannon, we're back with uh, Mike Zeisberger. You know, we were we alluded to this at the end of the first segment, but you know, you look at the Toronto Maple Police, who are as busy as any team mm-hmm. at this trade deadline, some would say the Maple Leafs maybe had the best trade deadline of any team. I think you could make that argument, at least. But what are they looking looking towards? Well, Tampa it looks like they're 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 who they're gonna play in the first round.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And everybody says and everybody knows Boston is the best team in the NHL by a mile. But you've got Carolina. You've got the Rangers. Um, you've got New Jersey. These are all very good teams and teams that are probably as good as the Maple Leafs. By record, they're all very, very close. We talk about how close they are in the West. But the teams in the East after Boston, you just throw a blanket over them.
2: Yep. Well, the I'll question now it. be the
0: question becomes: Does the Maple Leafs perhaps, perhaps do too much? These guys got got to play together. I don't know. Does that matter?
2: Well, I think the bottom line is going to be Bob. I mean, it, when you look at how many what have they lost six consecutive deciding games, elimination games. Um, I mean, one of their issues in those games has been that they haven't been able to score. So I think they are better prepared to, you know, go mano-o-mano with some of these teams. But the bottom line is your best players have to be that when it counts. And it's still mm-hmm. going to come down to that in my estimation. I mean, you know, you look and, – and I brought this up on this show before. So you look at the first round last year. There were four game sevens. So the Rangers beat the Penguins – when Panarin scores the winner in overtime, can we agree he's one of the fir- one of the two best players on the Rangers? I think yes. we can. Okay, Calgary beats Dallas in overtime. Johnny Gaudreau scores, best or second best player on Calgary. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Connor McDavid looked like the kid that should be playing AAA hockey, but his parents couldn't afford it, so he skated around house leaguers in Game <laughs> Seven that were the LA Kings. <laughs> And the Leafs in game seven lost to Nick Paul. So I think I think what they've done here is, as we know, the playoffs are, are a thing of attrition. So they've, they've got to – I don't mind them having extra bodies because guys are going to get hurt. You're going to have to step in there. And I think they have visions past the first round. Uh, you know, they, they took Tampa to seven games last year, which was – um, so I like the moves that they made, but I, I think that when it comes all down to it, their difference makers are going to have to be the difference makers.
0: So why haven't they been so far?
1: Because Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and John Tavares haven't delivered.
0: Well, I know they haven't delivered. Why? No, no, I... That's what I'm asking. So I what mean... is it about these guys that they can't deliver or haven't so far? This is, you know, you had a, you one of those guys scored 60 goals last year. What Tavares get last year? I don't remember.
2: He was around a point of game player. Yeah, yeah. that's right.
0: And, and Marner's a, I this year he's the top scorer on the Leafs. I know that. Got 70 something points. But in the postseason, these guys go to sleep. They can't well, sc- they don't score.
2: Two two things to that, Bob. I think they have players now that and, and you know everybody's so hung up on lines, and all three of us know. Lines can go down the toilet within two shifts of a game when you see they're not working. I think that they have players now that they can mix and match that can create more space on the ice for their for their good players. But um the other thing is, I mean, look at I'll use an example Steve Stevie Eiserman, um, you know, everybody forgets that the beginning chunk of his career, uh there were so many postseason failures when they Mm -hmm. got in they were actually thinking of trading him it wasn't until the second half of his career that all the postseason success came so uh if you're asking me why uh I don't I don't really have a tangible answer for that if I did I would sell it to Kyle Dubas but you know he's kind of he's kind of done everything that he said and I think what he's done is partially a message to his top players you know the time is now okay we've done what we can to give you a supporting cast now you have to carry the load
1: and and we've and we've delivered you one of the character guys in the game to hopefully make you understand what it is to be in a playoff series ryan o'reilly here's a guy that his career stats are he has he has a higher points per game in the playoffs than he does in the regular season yeah and he knows how to lead and he knows how to pay the price and the that's the guy. That's the kind of guy you need, right? That, well, and they've been searching for that for three years. They thought they had it with Nick Felino. They and thought it they hurt. had it with Mark. They thought they had with Mark Giordano. Couldn't do it himself. Now they've 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 tried it with Ryan O'Reilly. And I mean, I think what the Leafs have done is everything that they could have done yep. to give them the best chance to get through the first round and perhaps get to the Stanley Cup final. But you know. I think if I sat in New York and was talking Ranger hockey, I could say the same thing for the Rangers, the same thing for the Bruins, the same thing for the Devils. It's that it's just, it's been amazing what's happened in the East all because everybody has to keep up with Boston.
0: Or trying to keep up with Boston
2: more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Trying to keep up. Yeah. That's a good point. You know,
2: to that point though, let's not forget because, you know, I've been hearing a lot of people that think, you know, Oh, it's, there's actually wagers going on about Boston versus the field, and people are taking Boston. Do we forget that it were only I think four years removed where Tampa set regular season records? No, and they yes. lost to
0: Columbus, right? And,
2: and lost to Columbus in four now, straight. I'm Boston plays a different way, okay. Boston yeah. does have the grinders in that, but you get a couple of injuries to Boston skilled players, okay, and that that. Goes down a little bit, okay. So uh, you know, I, I just think I'm not ready to. Uh, I'm not ready to to uh, hand the cup. Uh, sure, the but any what team can
0: be beaten, including yeah. the Boston Bruins, as well as they're playing this the, year. I th- I do think the
1: Bruins, I, and I I just think it's in their DNA. And I and when I when I say DNA, I I point to Bergeron and Marchand yes. um, to to say they know how to handle adversity because mm-hmm. that becomes the real question. Tampa that year. Didn't know how to handle adversity, no. and that adversity was Sergei Bobrovsky. They didn't know how he did. They didn't know how to handle him. You know, Boston has been through it. You know, this is a group of guys that went through. You know, blowing leads in Stanley Cup Finals to Chicago. This is a this is a team that was up three nothing to uh, to a Philadelphia Flyers team in a seven game series, and was up three nothing in Game Seven and lost that too. Yeah. So they they know how to win.
2: Yeah, and but I... let
0: us not let us not forget that it was not so many months ago the three of us did sit here, not would have, but did sit here and talk about the Boston Bruins as yesterday's newspaper. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We, we everybody they were in were hockey thought the Boston it. Bruins were finished and probably would not make the playoffs. Yeah. We Yolte were half is charged.
2: Guilty yeah. as charged. In sure. fact, I thought they would be hard pressed to make the playoffs because I didn't know uh how we much- all did. I didn't know how much traction was left in Bergeron and, and uh, Krejci, and shame on me for thinking that. And you know, I'll, I'll You're say not alone I'm, I'm every single and I was way wrong on this. Yeah. Was
0: there anybody who picked the Boston Bruins to win the Stanley Cup this year? Other, other than or... Jack Edwards? No. <laughs> I don't know of anyone. <laughs> Apologies to anybody who did, but I yeah. know of no one. Yeah. Everybody and, had the same. And, and
1: one of the th- one of the key things was. You know, the trades that Don Sweeney made at last year's deadline, Hampus Lindholm, boy, he's been good for them. The free agent signing of Linus Allmark, boy, he's been good. Th- there's a guy that actually, again, in that in that in the vein of a Julian Brisebois, and I think we're seeing it now from Kyle Dubas, not being, a, not being afraid to make the move for now, as opposed to three years from now.
2: Now, John, I don't want to, you know, He's had an Elmark has had an amazing year I mean would he stop like 50 something shots against Calgary the other night
1: 54 I think yeah
2: but he has if I'm not if I'm not mistaken career postseason wins of zero so you know we've I'm just saying no, okay? I know. you're trying to find pimples on an elephant here uh because that's how good the Bruins are. Yeah. But they are inexperienced there. Then again, you know, they all saw Jordan Bennington on his Cinderella one, run get handed the Stanley Cup in Boston. So they yeah. know what could happen.
1: Are you surprised, Mike, that Carolina didn't do more?
2: Yeah, I am. I heard that they were heavily involved in Timo in Meyer, but you would have thought that they had a plan B or plan C. Um, I know when they had ready there, I thought that was kind of the finishing touch. And when he went down, and you knew that they had some cap space, I really thought they would go out and and try to get that kind of difference maker winger. Um, yeah. So I am surprised. I mean, they made a couple of smaller smaller deals. I think, uh, and I never, I've never said his, his name right since he got in the league. But I think the ghost, uh, John, take it away. You can say his name. Well, right. there's
1: you're the two names, Shane Goss despair. There you go. Or Yessa Puliyarvi, both are kind of difficult. One, yeah, one well, yeah called, the, the, one's far, called one's called the ghost, and the other's called the goat. So, yeah, yeah, well,
2: <laughs> the goat. I I like the ghost. I'm out on the goat, and that is not as in Tom Brady the goat.
1: No, yeah, I I just don't think they did enough, and I I think that everybody knew that they needed to do something to to get a get a pure yeah. goal score. Yeah, you know, and they didn't. You know the other team that I was disappointed in, and and I know they made some deals, but it, I thought Dallas would do more. Yes, you know they've got Max Domi, and I Max is Max is a good player, but he's not a great player, and and I don't know how he can be a difference maker. And I, I you know again lots of pressure from ownership, Bob. You know we've had Tom Glardy on this show. Tom wants to win now. Tom needs to win now, and I think he probably put pressure on Jim Nil to do some things, and it didn't come to fruition for Dallas.
2: I thought so that that two was two teams that surprised me yeah, I thought that was the perfect fit for Patrick Kane was Dallas when you look at what team do you think is can make a solid run at the cup but needs that that's yeah. the one need that they have. And I thought even more than the Rangers, he was a good fit for Dallas, but you know from what i'm told they were kind of taken out of the equation by patrick kane right. because he wanted to go to the rangers and that was it and you know it doesn't happen as much in hockey as it does in basketball you know where guys dictate where they want to go but when you put up you know the body of work that patrick kane has i mean he's earned the right to say where he wants to go and good on the rangers for for you know putting square financial pegs into round holes and somehow fitting them in to be able to bring him in there because you know watching that game last night his debut um you know when when hockey or a hockey player can create a buzz in New York City like it did the last couple of days i mean i, I you know back to your point bob i think that's good for the game and you know uh it just Leads me to think of how electric that Jersey Rangers series is going to be. I mean, it's going to be ugly. And I'm talking about in the stands, not on yeah. the ice.
1: By the way, Timo Meyer has to get healthy first. Yes. I know, I know he hasn't played for the Devils yet. Uh, I know he practiced this morning in a in a contact jersey, which means he can take hits. But, you know, he still hasn't played for the Devils. And you wonder how fragile he is at this point.
2: No reason to rush him, though, John. They put themselves in a position. Well, uh, yeah, that's right. sit back and...
0: You know, Look, we're talking about pretty good players, and I've said this before, but I think people put way too much stock in the trade deadline and the deals yeah. that are made and mm-hmm. the players that are acquired, and the changes mm-hmm. that are made on teams at this point in the season. Way, way too much. I, there aren't, I'll bet you there aren't five players in the National Hockey League right now who, if they were traded at the trade deadline, would have a significant impact on the team that they're going to. And we all know who those players are. And those are the guys that those guys never get traded, and not one of them got traded this year. Just to, well, I just right, do it makes a difference. But what? but but you but
1: you there's a couple of trades that were made, and it's funny. It was a couple of trades in the last couple of days of players going and or staying in the West. I and mean, I do think the Oilers made a great trade for Matthias Ekholm. I think that he is solidified. And what's it going to mean and- to Edmonton? Well, I think it. I, I honestly, Bob. I I think honestly, it, I think it a guy. Them.
0: A guy plays one third of the game. One third of the game. I think it uh, gets them to the third round guaranteed, Bob. Really, one guy. I think one guy with, makes with the, that much with, difference with the, with the domino
1: well, effect. With the domino effect of where the other players go. Yeah, I do. How many I think cups? It makes,
0: how many cups does McDavid got? He's the best player in the NHL by a mile. What? What? You know,
1: <laughs> I don't know what the he point makes, of that is.
0: You guys. Well, keep the point is, the one guy doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah, I and, you and guys the others don't make that much of a difference. Okay,
1: no, but it, no, but and the other one is the, the other one is Colorado made a really smart, you know, support trade that's going to help
0: them in the playoffs, and that was to go get Lars Eller. Yeah, but you're buying, you're buying into this theory that I'm not that I have not bought into. Well, I, well, I, 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 I think. I, who do you agree with, Mike?
2: Well, no, I agree with them that a lot of times it's not a difference maker. But, you know, I know it's kind of foreign to this show, but I've actually looked up some facts to, to back up <laughs> some of these arguments. No. Right. The New York Rangers, okay. Steve Larmer. No, in, in acquiring Tarasenko and Patrick Kane, they acquired 712 goals, 1,074 assists.
0: 7- how many of those guys score for the
2: Rangers? 1,786 points, oh, and four Stanley Cup rates. <laughs> so I'm not saying they will be difference makers, Bob, but I haven't seen a trade deadline, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, where two more polished offensive players, Right. even Kane at this point in his career. Well,
0: we'll
1: see how well the they same
2: do. Team. Yes, we'll see. We well, I mean, see.
1: the last time actually, the last time that that a guy had this Korea? effect, well, no, but it, and when was that
2: Colorado signed both guys, Solani and Korea?
1: No, I was, I was going to go back.
2: Or I mean, was that in the it, was it, that in the off
1: season? That was an off season one. Okay. That was Don Baisley orchestrating something. Um, was when the Blackhawks traded Steve Larmer, who was the best two way forward in the game, a great scorer, and went and went to the Rangers at the deadline, and they won the Stanley Cup. In 1994, Steve Larmer was a star in Chicago, and he mm-hmm. went to, he went to Broadway and and continued to be a star and helped them win that Stanley Cup, the first but there one. There were
0: lots of other guys on that team. Is the point? Oh, sure.
1: But oh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a given, Bob. That's the frustration of our sport is that we you, you go acquire a guy and he plays to your point a third of the game, but even our greatest players play just a third of the game. So you need to find a way to have support guys fit in to help help uh, uh, that you can afford. Yeah, all I'm saying afford. is
0: that the deals that are made at the trade deadline tend not to be deals, in my opinion. Most of them, maybe almost all of them, that have any impact on what happens in the postseason. And and the other I mean, team... if the Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup, are you going to say it's because of the deals they made? How can well, you we say can't, that? We don't know. We don't know, Bob. They got hundred we'll points so far. No, that, that, but that's without that,
1: those guys. That's the rich getting richer. There's no question about that. The other exactly. team, the other team is. I wonder with the two players that uh, that Los Angeles got from Columbus in Gavrikov and and Corpusalo. I wonder how much difference that will make, if at all. Exactly, if at all, is the
0: is the real question. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we but be, we best get out of here. I think we're a little tight on time. Z, you were a little fuzzy today, but only no, your picture but, was fuzzy not you yourself
1: oh yeah you might might listen mike mike's been through the wars of trade deadlines many times before and uh now we're just gonna we're just gonna have a plan to dedicate a whole channel to trades for a month that's all we're gonna do is what well you know everybody has an extra that's all you're gonna do no mike's gonna be part of it too (laughs) okay you and mike
0: will do it
2: Bob will allow you to put your feet up on the table, okay? Do whatever you want to do. I couldn't care less. But you have to wear a tie.
0: Not happening. (laughs) Z, we love you. We'll see you soon, pal.
2: Thank you for having me on. We'll reconvene uh, in a few weeks when Bob can say, see, none of these guys are making any difference.
0: You got it. That's exactly what will happen to (laughs) Mike Zeisberger. We'll be back in a moment. The Bob McCowan Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.
1: Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or even becoming a parent. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. The therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and teaching you productive coping skills. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com bobcast. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bobcast.
0: And we are back. It's McCown and Shannon. Our thanks to Mike Seisberger for tolerating us, mostly me. Uh, you were very negative today. I was very negative. Why? Well, I'm very negative on the trade deadline. I just think it's a bunch of hooey. Well, it's not a bunch of hooey. It's just that you're you know you think it's not a bunch of hooey. I don't mind you saying that, but don't tell me that I'm wrong because I don't particularly care for it. I didn't care for it when when I had to do it on 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 Sportsnet. It's easy. to I don't care for it now.
1: Yeah, but but so how how you would suggest what? that no coverage and just press releases come out and life goes on or what? What Because there has to be a, there has to be a trade deadline.
0: There has to be. I know. I understand that John, but the, the point I was trying to make off the top of the program more than any other time was they, you know, there was a time when spending 10 or 12 hours might be justified. It can't be justified based on this year. Can't be. You are correct. That's like a trade an hour. <laughs> yeah, was, you're gonna shut that. down. You, you know, they're all a bunch of hockey pucks at these networks anyway. First of all, anything that looks or, or breathes or 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 smells like a hockey puck, they'll follow it. Well, all I know is that
1: they wouldn't do it if it didn't make money. So, and it makes money. It makes money, and you're you're in you have enough of an entrepreneurial spirit,
0: Robert to know that if somebody came to you and said, we need 10 podcasts I can't. I can't argue that point, John. You're right. You're I mean, right. I can't argue that point. And, and I'm just not, I don't know that it makes money. Look at this. It they does. Spend, no, I, I, it they, does. They, I don't know about now. But remember what all the guys that you used to fly in? Well, they did it. They still did it this year. They still did it this year. They had a sea of guys you never saw who flew in from all over mm-hmm. North America or put up at hotels. And had steak dinners on the... On oh, you see, this is the problem. See, because you didn't get flown in and you didn't get
1: the free steak dinner, Yeah, that's why you're mad. Well, it's part of it. Okay, here's the deal. Next year, we're going to do a trade deadline show on the, on the podcast, and I will buy a steak dinner the night before.
0: No, I want a flight to somewhere. One way. <laughs> I, I want... <laughs> I want to do the show from someplace other than my house. Now, now that is a good
1: idea. We could do the. We should do the trade deadline from Mexico.
0: You. What do, do, the, you, what do you like about Mexico so much? The weather, the food, yeah. the golf, the ocean. The, the weather, bay- What they have weather, food, and golf a lot closer than Mexico. I got Where? news for you. Where's that? Florida, Bahamas, Bermuda.
1: I like Mexico. But, but you I'll go. Say that, did you? No, no. But you'll. I'll go to the Bermuda or Bahamas. Bermuda's a little windy at this time of year, though, Bob.
0: Yeah, and it's a little chilly, probably too. Yeah.
1: So, but if we we could go find. Uh, we could go to the Keys, and uh, do the do, do the trade deadline uh, from the Keys.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. Can you work on that? Get get somebody working on that, will you? Me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You'd actually have to pick up the phone. And make, That's a not phone call. You know and make a phone call i'll You've talk to the producer that. i'll talk to the producer then
0: get something done <laughs> there's a there's a greater likelihood that next year we won't do anything on the trade deadline why are you, because are you... it's a bore oh we'll do stuff leading up to the trade deadline and i'm i'm wondering if the nhl looks at this and says you know you know, I know they didn't create the trade deadline to do deadline date. No, no, they didn't. Uh, but this obviously is not good in a news sense. What is good is that it's been great for the last three weeks in a news sense. There hasn't been this yeah. big waiting around to see if, what everybody would do. Yeah. yeah, could you just changing this make any sense? I know you, you, you think don't don't you that you should move it up a bit. The deadline. That's that,
1: why well, that's an interesting discussion of whether this is too late. Obviously, Fridays don't work. I don't think Fridays work at all either. But, Agreed. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing it earlier,
0: like, mid-February? See, like
1: mid February, like mid February. No, like t- mid two February weeks is
0: both. not that early, much earlier. It's only two weeks earlier. Two,
1: two weeks earlier. That that. But again, because it's in the collective bargaining agreement, that's uh, if the if somebody went to the league and said, okay, we want it on February fifteenth. They would have to go get permission, the PA, and you know darn well the PA says, "Well, if we do that, what are you going to give us?" And then the
0: answer is, "We're not going to give you anything." Well, what so do they? What do happen. they care? What, what do they care whether it's, it's February fifteenth or March first? Se- March
1: well, I think there's probably Nothing. a
0: calculation of why it happened. So <sighs>
1: anyway, we got to go.
0: Mumbo jumbo. Have a good uh, week. We're not on tomorrow, right? No, it's <laughs> no, we're not on tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's why, right. Have you worked too hard recently? Oh, it's been terrible. Okay, go to uh, we, say goodbye. We'll see you on Monday. Goodbye, everybody.